0: Hola, ¿cómo estás? Espero que todo esté bien contigo. This is Tamara Marie, host of the Learn Spanish con Salsa podcast. I wanted to ask you a quick question before we get started with this episode. Do you have trouble hearing and understanding native Spanish speakers? Whether you've been learning Spanish for two weeks or two years, it can be a struggle to really understand the fast pace of Spanish spoken by native speakers. So if that's you, don't worry, I got you. I have developed a method that will help you understand 80% of spoken Spanish in less than 30 minutes. This method will help you improve your ability to hear and understand native Spanish speakers, so you can increase your listening comprehension and shed your fear of being afraid to start a conversation. You know, a lot of times we don't want to talk to someone in Spanish because we're afraid that when they talk back, we're not going to understand what they say. So we really need to get after that. By improving our Spanish listening skills. So, if this is something that you're interested in, I'd love to share it with you. I'm providing access to this masterclass absolutely free so that you can learn how to improve your Spanish listening skills. If you want to sign up, just go to slash listen. That's slash listen. Now, we're only going to have this masterclass available for a limited time, so make sure you sign up today if you want to get access, spanishconsalsa.com slash listen. Okay, let's get to this episode of the podcast. This episode of the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast is brought to you by Yabla. Yabla provides language immersion through engaging videos for Spanish, English, Italian, French, German, and Chinese language learners. Yabla features authentic content by native speakers, custom playback, subtitles, learning games, and flashcards. Yabla is the premier language learning video platform with tools to enhance conversational understanding such as the patented dictation game Scribe. If you haven't tried out Scribe, I definitely recommend you check it out. It is a game changer when it comes to improving your listening comprehension, and it's the perfect way to practice active listening. Stream authentic shows and music you enjoy while you learn at the same time. Give Yabla a try today using this special link. Yabla.com slash salsa. That's YABLA.com forward slash salsa. Bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish con Salsa podcast, the show for Spanish learners that love music, travel, and culture close your grammar textbooks, shut down the language apps, and open your ears to how Spanish is spoken in the real world. Let us show you how to go from beginner to bilingual. Here is your host, certified language coach, Tamara Marie. Hola, oyentes. Bienvenidos al episodio 41 del podcast Learn Spanish con Salsa. Welcome to episode 41 of the Learn Spanish con Salsa podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about the five different ways to say the word you in Spanish. Uh, Now, you might be thinking, are there really five ways to say you? You probably are familiar with usted, right? Because that's the most common one. That's what's taught in most courses. But it's probably not the most common way to say you in Spanish. So I'll talk a little bit about that as we go through. And I'll also give you some examples of um, not only how it's used, but also uh, using you with some verbs. Because as you know, in Spanish, uh, there are different uh, verb forms or conjugations for each uh, subject pronoun, right? So which is you. So I, you, he, she, we, etc. So, I'm going to give you just a few examples of some uh, verbs that use these, as well as uh, letting you know what situations and where uh, you would use these five different forms of you in Spanish, okay? And you might just be surprised at uh, some of these. You may be familiar with some depending on your level, um, but I guarantee there's going to be at least one that you may not be familiar with, or you may not know exactly how or where it's used. So stick around, even if you uh, feel like you're at intermediate level and you already know this, um, I'm pretty sure you will get some insight in this episode. All right, so let's get started with the five ways to say you in Spanish. Numero uno, number one, is the one I already mentioned, which is very common, and that is usted. Okay, now... One just quick note, a pronunciation note about this word, because it is one of the top pronunciation mistakes that English speakers who are learning Spanish make. You, when you read it, you would say usted, right? Because in English we have that D sound. But if you listen closely, if you listen to um, how it's actually pronounced and why you might sound different than a native speaker if you haven't caught on to this, um, that D is actually more of like a TH sound in English, okay? Not the hard like th, right? Um, but more like the T-H in the word though, okay? So it's not usted, it's usted. Okay, it's a subtle difference. And again, if you say usted, people will understand you. But if you listen closely, and I just challenge you, the next time you hear this word, uh, you're listening to some audio or you're watching a video in Spanish, I just got to pay attention. Look at the person's mouth and also listen a little closely, and you'll hear it's actually usted and not usted. Okay, so quick pronunciation note. I find that's always helpful. All right, so let's get to when is this used? Okay, again, usted is probably the most commonly taught form of the word you in Spanish, but I would argue probably um, not used as frequently. So the situations where you will hear this used is usually in a formal setting. So that's when, uh, for instance, um, I know I heard this a lot when I went to stay at a resort in Mexico, right? So I, I went to stay there. It was an all-inclusive resort. I'm um, not usually the way I travel, <laughs> but uh, I was at a resort in Mexico and all of the staff there, when they spoke to me, uh, they would use usted because again, it was a formal situation for them because they are, um, you know, in the hospitality industry and they want to be very polite and very formal with the guests that are staying there um, at the resort. So it was very, very common to hear usted used that situation. Um, Another time you may hear it, and this is again is very similar, is if there's any type of business being conducted, uh, right? Um, Whether you are, maybe you're on the phone and you're calling, um, I don't know, a bank or maybe calling an airline to make a reservation, anything where you're doing sort of a standard business transaction. It is very common to hear usted use, because again, this is a formal setting, Um, And it's also generally used with people you don't know very well or people who are older than you. Um, And it's a way to show respect um, and, again, politeness and uh, just to kind of let the person know that uh, you have a level of respect for them and a level of seriousness. right? Um, You also may hear it used in work settings if you're in a meeting. Those are just some uh, general examples. A rule of thumb is usted is generally very formal. Uh, Now, if you're trying to figure out if you should use usted or not, I'll give some some tips uh, towards the end about which ones of these you should really learn, because I really don't think it's necessary to master all five. Right. You still have to learn all the other subject pronouns. Right. So I have some guidance on how to uh, really focus on which ones you are going to um, sort of master which ones you're going to use uh, but it is important to understand um, all five of them I think just so you'll have uh, some awareness of it and then you can make an informed decision about your Spanish study okay so again usted the first one most commonly taught probably not as frequently um, used uh, because it is more for formal settings now I will say one caveat or exception to that is uh, if you heard our previous episode with andrea from spanish land school who is from colombia she did mention that you know in her area of colombia where she's from that she actually uses usted with her family and in more informal settings okay so there is some uh, exceptions to that so again this is just a rule of thumb Uh, of course as you uh, start to talk to people more and you become uh, more comfortable with Spanish, um, you will sort of catch which ones of these uh, pronouns are used in different uh, settings and in different places um, but I will say that Colombia overall I think has a reputation for having a slightly more formal Spanish and and being more um, I guess polite about the way they use the language if that's the right word. Um, so you might find that in parts of Colombia that usted is a little more common than in other places okay but again just a rule of thumb but this is the probably the one that you already knew okay so I'll just go through a few uh, quick conjugations for this so just with some very common verbs. Uh, So I'll cover in all of these examples the verb ser, which is to be for permanent situations or characteristics. Um, I'll talk about the verb tener, which is to have, right? Like to possess something. Um, I will just go through the present tense of each one of these just to give you an idea of how it's used. Uh, So in this case, with tener, you would say usted tiene. Okay, so that is you have. You would also have Usted es for you are. Okay, so uh, you may notice this is the same as el or ella. So usted, el, and ella are the the same uh, for all the verbs. So that's just to give you an example of how you might hear it used. Moving on to the next way to say you in Spanish. And this one you may be familiar with, but you may not have thought of in this way. um, Because in English, we only have one way to say you right so in Spanish there's all these different situations um and the next one is ustedes okay now you might be thinking oh but that is for uh, plural right so it's you know that you use ustedes when you are talking to a group of people so that ustedes is you in English but if you notice in English we really don't have a plural you Right now, you might hear informally, like if you're in the South, you might hear people say y'all or you all right here in the US. Or you might hear you guys if again, if it's very informal. But in general, right, in, in English grammar, uh, there, there isn't a, a plural you. So we would just use you in English instead of ustedes, because even when we're talking to a group, um, we generally don't say you all, you guys. Right. Especially in more of a formal presentation, we would just say you. All right, so, so ustedes is the plural form of you in Spanish, but there is a caveat to that, right? Like most things in Spanish, ustedes is not used in Spain. Okay, and I'll go over that one next, and some of you may already be familiar. Um, but ustedes is more common. In Latin America, okay, so in the Spanish-speaking world, there it, there are some differences in grammar, which is why I always stress to people, it's important to know where people are from that you're talking to, um, and I'll talk about that a little bit more in a future episode, um, and I'll give you some guidance to what type of Spanish you should learn, because that is a big question people ask, you know, they're saying you know, I'm, I'm just starting to study Spanish. Should I learn Spanish from Spain? Should I learn Spanish from Mexico? Like, what type of Spanish should I learn? Um, and I will be covering that in the next episode because it also relates to figuring out which ones of these you uh, forms that you should learn and really pay attention to. So I will cover that in more detail in the next episode. Um, but for now, just, just kind of know in general that ustedes is used in Latin America, okay? So for a couple of examples of this, so ustedes... Um, with the verb ser is ustedes son okay so and again this is also the same as ellos ellas so ustedes son. Uh, with the verb tener it's ustedes tienen again that's just to give you an idea of how you might hear it used and as you know in spanish sometimes you don't have to use the subject pronouns if it's clear who you are talking to clue into um ustedes is is hearing the conjugation of the verb So I'll give you a good example of this and where I actually most often hear this because usually uh, when you're having conversations, you're talking more one-on-one. But you will see this, or the place I've most commonly seen it used is in TED Talks, right? So I like to watch TED Talks in Spanish. And it's interesting because, you know, they are addressing an audience. Um, A lot of times that is where you will hear ustedes use because they're addressing a group and they know they're talking to a broader audience online so you might hear that if you see some videos online or some presentations that are given to a large group you will hear ustedes okay so um, again it's important to become familiar with that and know the conjugation for uh, for those scenarios but I will say if you're you know thinking again of the order in which you need to learn these I wouldn't put this at the top of the list I would definitely say you need to learn it but it is not the first one that I would suggest that you master if you're working on your Spanish grammar. And I will tell you by the end of the episode which ones I think are the most important. Um, But again, it is very much dependent upon where you're learning Spanish and the type of Spanish you're learning, okay? So that was the second way, ustedes. The third way to say you in Spanish um, actually does have two forms, and this is the one that's used in Spain, um, and this is vosotros, okay? And this, again, is when you're addressing a group of people Um, More informally, but this is used in Spain exclusively. I have not heard vosotros used anywhere else. So I usually, for that reason, um, when I teach Spanish, I don't, I usually don't teach this. And actually, uh, if you learn Spanish in the United States or somewhere in North America, you probably won't get exposed to this because they've really just taken it out of the curriculum because it is so specific to Spain but it is good to be aware of because we are in a global society right now and you could go online and find a video and you might not know where the person is from or you might hear a podcast and you might hear this weird uh, verb form used and you're like I've never heard that before but if you are from Spain or from Europe and you're not from Spain because if you're from Spain you probably aren't listening to this podcast because you already probably know Spanish (laughs) But if you're from Europe, um, or if you're studying in in Europe, this is probably going to be more important to you to to know, okay? Uh, But vosotros, again, is the plural form of you, which again, in English, we just don't have. We would just say you. Um, Now, the way that this is conjugated, so I'll give you a few uh, examples, again, with ser and tener. So with ser, it would be vosotros sois, okay? And that's S-O-I-S, vosotros sois. And for tener, it would be vosotros tenéis. Vosotros tenéis. So that's T-E-N-E-I-S. And there's an accent over that second E. Okay, so tenéis. Uh, And again, with this one, similar to ustedes, you might hear this if you're watching a video presentation where they are addressing a group, right? Because, um, you know, they're addressing more than one person. They know that that they have a larger audience. So you will hear... Uh, vosotros use or at least the conjugations for vosotros right if you don't hear the pronoun itself when you are watching a presentation from Spain, okay? Because then they're in there addressing a the group, or even if you're listening to a podcast from Spain, that is another very common place. If I hear a podcaster, you know, and I hear, you know, sois, you know, tenéis, <laughs> I know that they are uh, from Spain, okay? In addition to their accent, which is also a dead giveaway. But anyway, uh, just just so you're aware, that is when you might hear this. So if you hear something like sois or tenéis, right, and you don't hear the vosotros, you'll you'll kind of have an idea of a... You know that they're addressing a group of people directly. Okay, so that is the third way to say you in Spanish. Now, the fourth way to say you in Spanish is one you also might be familiar with. I mean, this is also probably the most common one used in most of Latin America, and I would recommend this is the one to learn just because it tends to just work in most situations. And that's tu, right? And that's the tu with the accent over the u. Uh, which is different from the tu or tu, that means your, right? Like uh, tu camisa is your shirt, right? Um, But the tu with the accent is actually the subject pronoun you. And again, this is probably the most common and it is used in informal settings, okay? So this is between friends and family with people that you're familiar with, It's really just a way to show that you're being friendly and you want the person uh, to see you as a friend versus, uh, you know, a business associate or someone you're conducting uh, a transaction with. So, uh, tú in general is used in informal settings. But I will say this, even though usted is a way to show respect, right? And if you're talking to someone who is older, you might want to lean towards using usted just to show respect. But I usually gauge it by listening to the way someone addresses me right so if someone addresses me using tu then that's what i would respond with just because it just again it's it's the most common uh thing that you'll hear especially if you're doing a language exchange uh you have a conversation partner you're meeting people in spanish you're talking to people online i mean it just is the most common one i mean it's very rare that you're going to see like even in like social media posts right that you're going to see like someone you know using usted unless they're using like a very formal quote or something like that. Tú is just like the most common okay so this is the one I recommend you master first. Um, again uh, depending on where you are it might vary so you know again we'll get into that more in the next episode but my general rule of thumb is uh, master tú. Uh, The reason for that is a lot of times in Spanish, you're talking to one person and not a group of people, right? Especially in the beginning, you're not going to be giving presentations. (laughs) So you can kind of hold off on ustedes and vosotros if you're, um, you know, not going to be doing a lot of uh, talking to groups. Um, I would just recommend mastering to first. So any verb that you learn, that would be the form that I would recommend, okay? Uh, With some caveats. And again, I'll talk about that in the next episode. Okay, so let's talk quickly about the conjugation for tú so you have for ser it's tu eres and for tener it's tu tienes okay and tienes is uh, again an irregular form of tener Uh, so that is a very common one that you'll hear and again you will hear them with and without the pronoun now I will say nine times out of ten you will not hear the pronoun tu used you will just hear the conjugation all right Uh, when you will normally hear it is when it's used for emphasis, right? So if I'm trying to say, you did this, right? Like I'm trying to really emphasize it for some reason, um, or I want to just make it clear that I'm addressing you um, specifically. So you might hear this in songs as well, right? So if someone is asking a question, like I know there's a song where they ask, uh, quien eres tu? Quien eres tu? Like, who are you? Which it doesn't mean literally. Who are you, right? Because the person knows, you know, who you are. They're talking to you, but um, the it's it's to give emphasis, right? So in the song, he's asking, "Quién eres tú?" Like, who who do you think you are? Almost right. Like, who are you, right? So um, again, it's used for emphasis mainly. If you hear it explicitly stated, but um, in general, "tú" uh, is is used without the subject pronoun, and you'll just hear the conjugated verb. So again most common one, I definitely recommend it. Um, But again, go by what someone uses with you. And if you hear them address you using tu, then definitely uh, feel free to respond in kind. Now, the last one um, is one that, you know, it's a lot more common than I thought. Um, Initially, when I learned Spanish, I had never heard of it. I mean, it's just generally not taught at all. In any courses, it is not on any apps that I've seen that use it at all. I mean, it's It is uh, missing from most Spanish education, most formal education. And I think that's a real tragedy because um, people will tell you, oh, well, people don't really use this that often. It's an archaic form of the language and no one uses it. But I keep coming across this form of you and it is a lot more common than I initially thought. So I figured I would mention it because um, I think it's important just to be aware of it. I don't think you need to learn it um, depending on where you're learning Um, and and I'll talk about that in a second, but It is actually a lot more common than I was led to believe. Um, And that is uh, this form of "tu," which is vos. Okay, vos. Now, vos is not the same as vosotros. Seems very similar. Um, But vosotros is just used in Spain and it is for a group. But vos is a completely different pronoun and it just means you in the singular. Um, And it is usually used more in informal settings as well. But before I get into that, one quick note about vosotros that I forgot to mention, because I did say there are two forms of vosotros. Uh, There's also vosotras, okay, vosotras, and that is when you're addressing a group of all females. Um, So just like you have nosotros, nosotras for we, right, you have the nosotras when you're a group of all females uh, speaking, right, and that's the plural I, so to speak, like a group of people. Um, Vosotras is used when you are addressing a group of all females females. Okay? So there is uh, that additional form of vosotros. Okay, so getting back to vos. Now the most commonly known use of vos for the for the word you in Spanish is uh in Argentina, okay? Um specifically Buenos Aires, but uh, definitely Argentina is known for using this vos, okay? So most people will tell you vos is only used in Argentina. So unless you're going to learn Spanish in Argentina, you don't need to learn vos, okay? Now, I would say that is a pretty good rule of thumb, right, because um, it is, you know, the most populated place that uh, BOS is used regularly. However, the thing that most people don't know is that there are other countries that use BOS as well. Um, It's also used in Uruguay, parts of Bolivia, and even in parts of Central America, right? And to me, this was the most shocking part of it because, you know, you, you learn Spanish And um, most of the people who teach quote unquote Latin American Spanish completely ignore BOS. But it is used in parts of Central America um, and also um, in parts of Colombia. So again, if you recall the conversation I had with Andrea in our last episode, she did mention that there are parts of Colombia. She mentioned the city of Cali where BOS is used. Um, I have also heard BOS used in some music. There is a song called Mi Santa by Romeo Santos. And at the very end of the song, if you pay attention, because he tends to whisper a lot, but the absolute last line of the song, if you listen to it, he says something like, creo en vos, right? Like, because the whole song is mi santa, like my saint, right? He's talking about this woman and how he believes in her almost religiously, right? So at the very end, he's saying, creo en vos, like I believe in you. Um, and he whispers it. And I was really surprised to hear that because I'm like, he's not from... Uh, Argentina, right? But you will hear this used, like I said, in parts of Central America, which is again where a lot of people learn Latin American Spanish because uh, you know it's they have a reputation in Central America for speaking uh, very clearly and not using, um, I guess, as, as much of an accent as other parts of Latin America, like in the Caribbean, for example. So, so anyway, I just thought I'd mention that because it is actually used outside of Argentina, and you might hear it in music, and it is a lot more common. Uh, Than you might think so you probably haven't paid attention to it if you don't know what it means you may have thought oh the person was trying to say vosotros but it was short for vosotros that's not true vos is its own subject pronoun for you and it is used um, in several places in latin america and not just in argentina okay but again if argentina is on your uh bucket list of places to to go you definitely want to learn this one because when i went to buenos aires Definitely, I heard uh, boss and it's how people address you. So, no one really used "usted" with me when I was in Argentina, and. And it's also difficult to, to hear uh, some of these irregular verbs if you're not familiar with them, so you might be completely lost, right? So um, I'll give you a few of the conjugations for BOS, but if you are really interested in BOS and you and you're um, you want to learn more, um, or if you're going to Argentina, right, or you just want to be a little bit familiar with it, I would recommend checking out BOSEOSpanish.com, and that's V-O-S-E-O, Spanish.com, um, and it gives you um, sort of a breakdown of all the conjugations for vos, And the reason why I recommend this site is because it just isn't anywhere else. Every other verb conjugator that you see nine times out of ten... Um, probably more like 10 out of 10 because I have not seen it in um, one of the more popular verb conjugators or even in the dictionaries. It's just absent, which I think is a little bit ridiculous because um, it's not a dead part of the language. It's still being used quite a bit. um, And I um, had to hear it myself and and kind of understand what was being said to me. I don't recommend learning this to use it again. So unless again, you are going to move to Buenos Aires, like use to, okay, because it's more common. Uh, but if you want to be aware of what people are saying to you, right, when uh, they're speaking to you and they may be from Argentina um, and there are some other characteristics of their accent that might be a little bit off putting as well. But just kind of to cover this conjugation, um, you will hear um, this boss used. OK, so for the verb tener, um, it would be boss tenés. Okay, so it's T-E-N-E-S with an accent over that second E. It's because the emphasis is on that last syllable. So instead of tienes, it's vos tenes. So, tu tienes, vos tenes. Okay, so you can it's very subtle difference. You may, um, when you hear it, you might kind of get that it's the verb tener, but you won't really know, you know, exactly, you know, what's being said if you're not familiar with the vos. Uh, another example for the verb ser, um, and this one is kind of interesting, is vos sos. <laughs> so S-O-S, vos sos. Okay, so tú eres, vos sos. So this is one that really will trip you up. It sounds completely different. So if someone's asking you um where you're from, like de donde eres, it's, it's kind of like de donde vos sos, something like that. <laughs> I heard that when I was in Argentina and I was like, what? Okay, I had to kind of you know, reset and kind of understand what he was saying to me. Um, so, both can be kind of difficult if you're not familiar with it at all to kind of pick it up. Uh, so, I would recommend if you have any interest at all, if you're just curious, check out um, to kind of get an idea of what those conjugations are. Okay, so again, that's the one you probably weren't as familiar with, um, but definitely recommend checking it out uh, because it is used um, in Latin America. So, uh, I kind of think it's a tragedy that it's not taught in Uh, more spanish programs because it really is um it really is used okay so anyway that's the end of my soapbox on both so the five ways to say you in spanish usted when you're addressing one person in a formal setting ustedes when you're talking to a group of people in latin america vosotros or vosotras when you're talking to a group of people in spain when you're addressing one person, informally, friend or family member, and then finally, vos, which is used in Argentina and other parts of South America, including Uruguay, Colombia, uh, and even in Central America. Okay, so those are the five ways to say you in Spanish. I hope that uh, something you heard here oh uh, was at least new, like one or two things that you um, heard today, or s- something that you didn't know before. And if you're wondering which one of these you should master, I've already told you that tú would be the one I would recommend to learn first. Uh, But if you're trying to figure out from there, so, okay, you already have uh, tú down, you you know how to talk to someone informally in a one-on-one conversation. The next one you should learn is very dependent upon the type of Spanish that you are learning right? So if you're going to be in Spain, definitely learn vosotros. If you're going to be in Latin America, definitely learn ustedes, right? Um, but I will talk a little bit more in the next episode how to determine what type of Spanish to learn because that will drive not only, um, you know, this particular aspect of your of your study of what uh, which forms of you you should really master, um, but also All of your Spanish study, not just your vocabulary, not just being familiar with accents, but also the grammar, right? Because what we're talking about today is really, really a, a grammar topic, right? Sort of the different subject pronouns and which verb conjugations to use. So learning a different type of Spanish. Um, also does impact grammar. And most people don't think about that um, when they're thinking about what type of Spanish to learn. So I will talk more in depth about that in the next episode. uh, But for now, I hope that you are able to at least get some insight into all of the ways that you can say you in Spanish and it's not so intimidating um, anymore. Okay. So with that, I'm going to say adios. Uh, Remember, if you have not Subscribe to our podcast yet? If this is your first time listening, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you will be the first to know when our next episode is released. Um, also, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. I really appreciate hearing the feedback from you, from knowing that you're getting something out of our podcast each and every week. So make sure that you hit the subscribe button and that you go to iTunes and leave a rating and review. And uh, to make it easy for you, there is a link in the description. So if you're listening to this in uh, on the website or in your um, podcast, uh, whatever uh, you use to listen to your podcast, uh, go uh, scroll down to the description area uh, in this episode and you'll find a link where you can leave a review directly into iTunes, okay? So that is it for me. As always, I hope something you heard today will take you one step closer from beginner to bilingual. Hasta la próxima.